0: So, yoga is a finishing school, probably the last of the finishing schools. Feminism killed off most of them, but here we have a co-ed finishing school. And yes, we're here to finish off the ego, but we are doing it not by destruction, but for allowing it to attain its perfect form. And then the ego blossoms into the soul And if we allow it, the soul blossoms into pure spirit. We teach about different assemblage points here. Each assemblage point is really an opening up to love at a higher, broader, deeper level. But the essence of what we are is love at every level, even at the level of the ego, which we say, oh, the ego cannot love. It's true in terms of divine love. But the ego is love because that's all that is, is love. At the first assemblage point, the problem is the ego's circle of care and love does not go beyond its own self image. It loves what it sees in the mirror and it loves others' adoring gazes and saying yes, etc. And it loves sensual pleasures and that kind of thing, what Freud called the ideal ego. And it doesn't love beyond that. At the second assemblage point, the thesis of the ego's narcissistic love turns into the antithesis of a narcissistic hatred. Anger, fury at the family, wanting to get away. But this antithesis is actually necessary. One needs to break away by hating the ones that would tie you into a small uh, image of yourself that you have outgrown in order to find love at a higher level. And so it's inevitable that one passes through this and then at the third assemblage point feels remorse for all that hatred, envy, and negativity. And at that assemblage point one enters fully into the ethical dimension of life. And then love begins to be channeled in a higher way. An aesthetic dimension, an ethical dimension, and a religious dimension of life all open up at the third assemblage point. And love begins to blossom. It becomes a productive citizen because one loves one's world, etc., etc. One loves beauty, one loves truth, one loves higher truth even than that which is about the physical plane. But still there are limitations. So one's circle of love may extend to one's whole nation, but does it extend to those in other nations? Or does one still demonize people of other countries, other religions, uh, other skin colors, etc., etc.? The love is still not universal. It's not unconditional. And it's only at the next assemblage point That love becomes universal, and all are recognized as children of God. And then that love then takes you into the love of wisdom, the love of higher truth, the love of the source of this plane, the love of God in a very direct way, not a mythical way, not a seeking from God of help, not that kind of love, but a love that wants to co-participate in creation. being a manifestation of God on this plane. And then the ultimate unification of the worlds, the higher planes, and the purification of the lower unconscious happens at these higher assemblage points until that's all that one is, is love. And all that was non-love and all that limited the boundaries of one's love have been dissolved. So when we say we're killing the ego off, what we really mean is we're killing off the boundaries that keep our love from being infinite. Because you are what you love. And you are the boundaries of your love. And when your love has no boundaries, then you yourself are infinite. And you are one with God. And that's when there is bliss. Bliss. But to reach that state of love, then we must also have the courage to release what limits our ability to love, which are two aspects. One is lack, the feeling of unworthiness, which converts into desire on the physical plane. And desire and love are very often contradictory because it's a desire to possess, to hoard, to grasp, to control and dominate rather than to benevolently offer freedom and synergy and the highest good to the other. But when that has been converted into real love and the sense of lack is filled by one's realization that God dwells in one's heart, then the desire and lack go and fear, the other obstacle, also dissolves. One becomes fearless because one realizes one is the deathless self. Not the body, not even the mind, but one identifies as the love that flows through one's energy field. That's what we are. We are the source that is the very life that keeps the body alive during that time but also carries us beyond, back to the source. And we discover that we are that. And all of what we call the world is really just a field of love in which each of us is a manifestation of God's love in every possible permutation of beauty. And when we see it that way, then we have, in effect, offered salvation to the world because we are seeing the world as the manifestation of God. And we are offering grace to everyone that we see. We are offering unconditional love. But we can only do that when we have dissolved the ego that feels any separation from love, any separation from God. And in the dissolving of that, we reach freedom and the full manifestation and flowering of our potential. And life becomes ultimately beautiful and meaningful. And we dwell beyond pleasure and pain dualities, in bliss that is unshakable. And so we're here to finish off the ego that limits our love and prevents us from being in bliss and enables us to feel our unity with all that is and with the source of all that is. So tonight let's finish off all the obstacles dwelling as the infinite one that you are. And allow the power of love to flow through you and dissolve all of those limitations. Enjoy. And experience your freedom. And then never give it up. So we'll finish with talking and start meditating. Namaste.